Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the first epistle of Peter with this sermon entitled, Living the Good Life, preached August 20th, 2017. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Peter, beginning with chapter 3, verse 8. From 1 Peter 3, 8 through 12. Living the good life. I live the good life. God's people live the good life. Peter has concluded his treatment of submission, which he began in chapter 2 and verse 13. In chapter 3, 8 through 12, he begins to deal with the doctrine of sanctification. He tells us how to live the good Christian life. Only true believers in Jesus Christ live the good life. Good life does not consist in the abundance of one's possessions. Good life is life lived for the glory of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ lived the good life. And we are to live the good life. John 8, 29, The one who sent me is with me. He has not let me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Isaiah 57, 15, For this is what the high and lofty one says, He who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. That's good life, sir. Good life is living out the confession Jesus is Lord all of life with the sufferings as well as without sufferings. Good life is 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That's good life. You cannot eat all you please. Your body is not yours. It belongs to him. Glorify God with your body. Live the good life. Good life. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed. Christians obey Jesus Christ from the moment you confess Christ as Lord. Not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to do according to his good purpose. Stephen, Peter and Paul lived the good life. Stephen was stoned to death. 
Peter was crucified and Paul was beheaded. But the Lord was with them as he promised to help them. Jesus said, Behold, I'll be with you always, even unto the end of the ages. Life with God is life in heaven. It is living the good life. To live the good life, Peter gives us in this passage his ten commandments, that is ten imperatives in the Greek text. Every believer is to obey his ten imperatives by the power of the Holy Spirit. A believer is born again. If you are not born again, you are not a true believer. Filled with the Spirit and Scripture. So he is able to live the good life of obedience to Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5.18, do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery. Instead, be continually filled with the Spirit. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. So the first imperative is... Homo frones, be of one mind. Homo frones, be of one mind based on faith in Jesus Christ, which is based on scripture. A believer subscribes to the absolute authority of God's word. Westminster Confession of Faith begins with the authority of Scripture. Because the Word of God alone is truth. That's why I don't believe in psychology, sociology, and every other ologies. Psychology says you are not responsible for what you are doing. And that gives you no hope. Christianity gives you hope. It tells you, you are responsible for what you did. But repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and he will save you. Same mind, sir. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is God breathed and is useful, profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. 1 Peter 1 verse 21 For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. God's people therefore have renewed mind so he can be of one mind. We have the mind of Christ. 
Romans 12 verse 2 do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will one mind sir Romans 15:5 and 6 listen sir May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 16:17 I urge you brothers to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. Keep away from heretics. Philippians 2 verse 2 Then make my joy complete by being what's a like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Husband and wife cannot get along. The devil is working. Philippians 4.2 I plead with your dear and I plead with Sintergate to agree with each other in the Lord. Ephesians 4.3-6 Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope. When you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Seven reasons for unity. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God the Father over all. Friends, disunity is the work of the devil because you gave place to the devil. Unity of mind is the work of the Holy Spirit. Wherever there is fight, there is the devil. There is self-centeredness. There is disobedience to the Holy Spirit. And the second commandment of St. Peter, sympathies, from which we have the word sympathetic. Be sympathetic. It means suffer together with. Jesus as our high priest sympathizes with us in all our troubles. And so he comes to our aid in every trouble. Listen to Hebrews 4.15 For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. He is able. 
But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. And therefore we are able to sympathize with others. Hebrews 10.34 You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Sympathizer. Romans 12.15 Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Is not his problem. It is our problem. First Corinthians 12.26 If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Because we are members of one body. Acts 4.32 All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own. But they shared everything they had. What about you? This is why you have to know how are people doing. And help them. And suffer with them. And visit them. First John 3, 15 and 16. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Hebrews 13, 1 through 3. Keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Now, remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. The problem of our sisters and brothers is mine and yours. Think about it. This is serious ecclesiology doctrine of church it's not individuals coming and seeing and going disconnected if you are disconnected you are not saved number three Philadelphia show brotherly love first Peter one twenty two. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. Romans 12.10 Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. John thirteen thirty four and 35. A new command I give you. Love one another. 
As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this brotherly love, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 1 John 4, 19 and 20, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. Friends, we are brothers and sisters by adoption. God is our heavenly father. Jesus is our older brother. We die. Unlike Cain who killed his brother, we die to save our brothers and sisters by the love shed abroad in our hearts in abundance by the Holy Spirit. The first fruit of the Spirit is love. Sacrificing love. Love communicates. Love sacrifices. It is not just saying, I love you. Number four. Use plank noi. Be compassionate. Luke 7, 13, when the Lord saw her, the widow whose son just died. Her hope was on this son, but he just died. When the Lord saw her, notice, literally, his heart moved out of him and went to her and said, don't cry. Not only that. He raised the son up. That's what compassion. You literally feel this bowel's intestines moving forward. You feel it. Remember the Samaritan. But the Samaritan as he traveled came where the man was. The man beaten, robbed, and left for dead. The Levite and the priest did not help. The Samaritan stopped. He was moved with compassion and helped him sacrificially. And here is another example of this word. The prodigal said to his father, Give me what falleth to me. And he liquidated his assets, went to Decapolis to sin. But finally, he has nothing. Nobody gave him job, no food, no nothing. And he came to himself and he sat down. And he said, this is what true repentance is. I will arise and go. Go to my father's house and tell him that I sinned against God and against you. Have mercy on me. Hire me as a last hired person without any rights, but I can eat. 
So he got up and went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, and literally in Greek, he was moved with compassion. For him, he ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. You feel your intestines, bowels move with compassion to solve the problem of others. As the good Samaritan did. As the prodigal's father did. Father's feeling of deep love preceded his son's confession who was a prodigal. That's what happens if you are born again and belong to God's holy church. It's not just somebody. You want to know where are you coming from. You are interested in that person. He is your brother, she is your sister. And you want to know how you can help that person. It is not that you come to church and go home. Without ever talking to anybody because you don't want to get involved with people and their problems. That shows you are not saved. James 1.27 Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans and widows in their distress. And to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Paul says in Ephesians 4.30 to be kind and compassionate. The same word to one another. Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Five. Tapenophrones. Be humble minded. Jesus was humble. And how come you are proud? If Jesus is humble, we should be humble. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, not proud, not arrogant, gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And you know what he did? He washed as Lord and teacher. Yet he did the job of a slave. He washed the feet of his disciples. John 13, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord. And rightly so, for that is what I am. He is Lord, not you. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Be humble. Philippians 2, 6 through 8, who being in very nature God, and you read, he transfigured before his people because he was God. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped 
but made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, slave, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Second Corinthians 8, 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Sir, I said many times, I am very rich, sir. So are you, sir. We are rich. Not anybody else. The people of God throughout the world who trust in Jesus Christ, they are rich. First Peter 5, 5, young men in the same way be submissive to those who are older. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. And Ephesians 4, 2, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Second Corinthians 12, 7 through 9, to keep me from becoming arrogant, proud, conceited. Because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. To prevent him from becoming arrogant. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, no. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. The cure of pride is pain. Registering in your body. And you can pray all you want. He says, no. I want to prevent you from becoming arrogant. And he says... Not to repay evil for evil. And insult with insult. That's what we want to do. Don't do it. First Peter 2.23 When they hurled their insults at him, Jesus Christ, he did not retaliate when he suffered. He made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. That is Christianity. Matthew five ten and 11. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you. Are you being insulted, sir? I am. Why is it? Because I preach the gospel. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Blessed are you. Matthew 5, 38, 39, You have heard that it was said, Eye for eye and truth for truth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, Turn to the other also. You have to have Holy Spirit to do it, sir. 
First Timothy, First Thessalonians 5.15, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Romans 12.17-21, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him, and if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not repay evil for evil, but repay evil with blessing, it says. Stephen was being stoned. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. What did Jesus do? Luke twenty-three thirty-four. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Matthew five forty-four. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. If you are not born again and filled with the Spirit, you cannot do it. You want to beat them who beat you. Only Christians filled with the Spirit can do what Peter is saying. Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Why? Why do we do that? Because Peter says God called us to inherit a blessing. We are very rich in every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Foreloved, predestinated, called, justified, adopted for glory. Romans 9.23 What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy whom he prepared in advance for glory. You understand sir? Romans 8.16 and 17 The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children then we are heirs, heirs of God. Joined heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. That's our destiny. Not prepared for wrath. Prepared for glory, sir. And First Peter 1, 4 and 5, And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, and we are kept here for it. Glory, sir. That's our inheritance. And what is glory? Let me read it to you. Revelation 21. And I heard a loud voice 
from the throne saying now the dwelling of god is with men and he will live with them that is eternal life that's happiness to the nth degree indescribable happiness they will be his people and god himself will be with them and be their god he will wipe away every tear from their eyes there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away objects of mercy prepared for glory so now another five commandments he commands you to obey those who love life that is eternal life and to see good days in this temporal life must do these additional five things and you do them by the power of the holy spirit it is not enough that you hear it and go home so go and do it before god deals with you severely you see apostle commands but god is commanding us through his apostle and is commanding you through me this does not mean god's people will be shielded from all sufferings what is the title sir living the good life it is good life so psalm 34 verse 19 says a righteous man may have what sir many troubles but the lord delivers him from them all second corinthians 9:8 and god is able to make all grace to abound to you so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work you will abound in obedience we can do what god wants us to do by grace received freely from god saint paul said i can do all things through him who gives me strength nobody can do this by his own strength but holy spirit power he shall receive power after the holy ghost is come upon you and you shall be my witnesses second corinthians 12:9 says but he said to me what is it my grace is sufficient for you not grace plus something my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in your weakness Second Corinthians 1 3 and 4 praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of compassions father of compassions and the god of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from whom from God 
In 2 Corinthians 1.9 Indeed in our hearts we felt the sentence of death. But this happened. All sufferings we suffer for a purpose. This happened sir. You don't like your back pain? You don't like that you don't have a job right now? He did this. He gives you trouble. And what is the purpose of all the pain and sufferings? That we might not rely on ourselves but on God who raises the dead. You can pray all you want. He may not heal you. Friends, with God every day is a good day. God is with us. God is in us. God is all around us as a wall of fire and we are in him. If God is for us, who can be against us? Nothing in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So imperative number six must stop tongue from evil. Friends, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. He controls our mind and our mouth. So we prophesy truth to edify people. With our tongue, we praise our God. Ephesians 5, 18 through 20, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, Instead, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery. Instead, be continually be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another. It is speaking, not speak in the Greek. Speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, only Holy Spirit can control your tongue. Satan filled Ananias and he lied to the Holy Spirit. Every unbeliever is a child of the devil and so he can only lie. And if you as an unbeliever speak truth, it is due to what, sir? Common grace. Common grace. Study the theology of common grace. John 8.44 You belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him. When he lies he speaks his native language for he is a liar and father of all lies. Genesis 3.4 He lied. And said, you shall not surely die, go and sin. The devil negates the word of God. James 3.8 says, we preach through James, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil 
full of deadly poison. Only the Holy Spirit can control our tongue to speak truth. Number seven, must turn away from evil. Must, sir. It's an imperative. Must. You don't like it? Well, you go out and argue with God who gave the imperative through the apostle. Second Samuel 22, 22 and 23, we read recently for I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not done evil by turning from my God. All his laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. Proverbs 28:13 He who conceals his sins does not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Psalm 37:27 Turn from evil and what's up? Do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. Repentance means turning from evil to do righteousness. Number eight, must do good. Acts 26, 20, first to those in Damascus, St. Paul is speaking, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and to the Gentiles also I preach, they should repent. That is turning from evil, and turn to God and what sir? Prove your repentance by deeds. Revelation 2, 4 and 5. Yet I do hold this against you. We were in Ephesus several times. This is speaking about the church of Ephesus. Yet I hold this against you. It's not a little sin. It's a serious sin. Your heart is gone. Your love is gone. You still do all kinds of things. But the first love is gone. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent. And do the things which you did at first that is in love. It is sickening to see heartless works. And God hates it. Ephesians 2.10 For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. Titus 3.8, this is a trustworthy saying and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. You want to know something about good works? 1 Timothy 5.9 and 10. No widow may be put on the list of widows unless she is over 60, has been faithful to her husband, 
and is well known for her good work such as bringing up and I translate godly children not just children sir anybody can do that if you are a christian you are to bring godly children showing hospitality washing the feet of the saints good work sir helping those in trouble that's why you cannot come to church and walk away without talking to anybody maybe that person has a need and you are to help that person you cannot walk away first time the word fellowship appears in acts chapter 2 verse 42 they devoted themselves to the apostles doctrine and what's a fellowship you want to know how everybody else is doing and you find out somebody has a problem and you help that person helping those in trouble and devoting herself to all kinds of good works Deuteronomy 6:18 do what is right and good in the lord's sight so that it may go well with you and you may go in and take over the good land that the lord promised on oath to your descendants we are always busy sir doing good works and let me read to you from matthew 7 24 and following must do good works it's not optional sir must if you are a christian Matthew 7:24 through 27 Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and do them my translation is like a wise man who built his house on the rock the rain came down the stream rose and the winds blew and beat against that house yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house upon sand. The rain came down and the stream rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. In due time they will walk out of the church. They are fake. they are first three soils people not born again not having a good heart they will not persevere to the end number 9 must seek peace friends notice this where the devil is there is self-centeredness and fights and quarrels where there is holy spirit there is love joy peace remember what jesus said john 14:27 peace i leave with you my peace i give you i do not give it to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid john 16:33 i have told you these things so that in me 
you may have peace. There is no peace outside of Jesus Christ. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Friends, Jesus by his death and resurrection reconciled us to the Father. So we have peace with God. St. Paul says, Jesus is our peace, Ephesians 2.14. Number 10, sir, must pursue peace. Let me tell you, sir, peace can disappear when we sin. Sin destroys peace. So pursue peace by repentance and confession and receiving forgiveness from God and his people. Matthew 5, 23 and 24, Therefore, if you offering a gift... You come here to worship at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you. Stop it. Don't worship. Your heart condemns you. You have a filthy heart to go and take care of it. Pursue peace. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First to go and be reconciled to your brother. Restore peace. Pursue peace. Then come and offer your gift. And God will accept you. Friends forgive. The one who repents. That peace may prevail. Pursue peace. Must pursue peace. Luke 17. 3 and 4. So watch yourselves if your brother sins. Rebuke him. That's your responsibility. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, forgive him. Who said that? Jesus Christ said. You have no right not to forgive a person who came to you and said, I repent. He will deal with you severely. For this reason many of you are weak and sick and many die. You have no right not to forgive. If he says, I repent, God will deal with him. But your job is what? Sir, forgive the one who repents that peace may prevail. And that we worship God in a good conscience. If your heart condemns, don't worship. There are a lot of people, they sin and their heart is hardened. Be careful, sir. Examine yourself in the light of scripture. Ephesians 4.30 says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you a logical question. If the Holy Spirit grieves, how can you have peace and joy? You fake happiness. Repent quickly that peace may come and flood your soul. 
In your anger do not sin, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. You see sir, we give the devil a foothold when we do not repent. And the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. Destroy marriage, destroy everything. Practice Proverbs 28:13. Do not conceal, confess, renounce sin and you will receive mercy. Friends, I was told at the seminary, never go to bed without experiencing the shalom of God, the peace of God. Repent and get right with everybody. So you will not sleep on luggage of guilt. The reasons for these ten imperatives are given. Two reasons. First, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous to bless them. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen, to bless. That is, those whose hearts are fully committed to him. He sees us. In Psalm 121 verse 5, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Psalm 145 verse 20, the Lord watches over all who love him. But all the wicked he will destroy. Psalm 33, 18. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, whose hope is in his unfailing love. That is reason number one, sir. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous to bless them. Always he sees us. The second reason, his face is against those who do evil, to destroy them. Psalm 34, 16, which St. Peter was quoting. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. 2 Thessalonians 1, 8 and 9 He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power. Reason number two is his face is against those who do evil to destroy them. Now let me read to you from Revelation 20, 11 through 15. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. And books were open, which contains everything you ever did, all motivations, thoughts, words, deeds, sin of omissions and sin of commission. Books will be open, sir. 
Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. And death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. The 72 disciples, Jesus sent out and they came back and said, it's exciting. What is exciting? Even the demons are subject to us. And he said, do not rejoice that spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Those 72 people knew. But you and I must make our calling and election sure through obedience to Jesus Christ. Friends, ten commandments, ten imperatives. What are they? Be of one mind, number one. Number two, be sympathetic. Number three, show brotherly love. Number four, be compassionate. Number five, be humble-minded. Number six, must stop tongue from evil. Number seven, must turn away from evil. Number eight, must do good. Number nine, must seek peace. Number ten, must pursue peace. Friends, let us, by the power of the Holy Spirit, practice daily St. Peter's ten imperatives that we may live the good life every day of our life and be a source of blessings to others. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to obey these imperatives you are speaking through your apostle Saint Peter. Fill us with the spirit Help us to believe, help us to obey, and be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.